from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward Weitz, and Ryan Fox. Well, as I uh, look out the window this morning, I well, I don't see much of anything for the fall. Good gracious, and good morning. Uh, welcome to uh, Game Time, your first word in sports on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Let's go around the horn. And say howdy to uh, Ward White. Good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning. What's happening? Just a little froggy. <laughs> it is that. Uh, you know, we have a uh, – good morning, Ryan. How are you? Doing well, sir. How about yourself? Good. Good. Thanks. We have a family of rabbits that live right outside the radio station. And I only saw one of them this morning because the fog. I, I could not see them. I mean, it, it – what would you say the visibility is? Maybe a half mile? Yeah, it's not much. Not much, is it? I mean, it's uh, it is thick. So as you get out and get moving around, you may want to start a couple of minutes early, reduce that speed, keep some separation between you and the vehicle in front of you. That's your friendly driving tip for the day. But I mean, it it really is legit. Uh <laughs> it's 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 it's. It's not good out there. I mean, it's tough. It's going to be a tough drive. Uh, partic- you know, we got school buses that are going to be rolling or probably already are rolling, so let's be careful. Let's be careful. Make sure we get to work and to school safely this morning. And, I, I, you know, I don't know. I haven't even looked at the forecast this morning. Been a little busy. But I suspect it, you know, like it normally does, it will burn off. Now, did anybody get up at 4 and look at the the eclipse? I missed it, by the way. Negative? <laughs> I doubt if you could see it with the fog. Well, that's a good point. It's a good point. Was it foggy at four? I bet it was. That would be a sad deal. Because I know they, you know, they promoted the heck out of it. What if you'd have got up, set your alarm, got up at four, walked outside and looked straight up, and <laughs> all you saw was fog? Oh, that would be a bad deal. Uh, all right, let's see. What do we got t- today? Oh, we have got a lot of stuff. We're going to talk some Baylor hoops. They got to... They got rolling last night. Uh, NFL news and notes. A strange move, in my opinion. I'm going to get everybody else's thoughts on it. Uh, We'll talk about the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy talks about returning to Lambeau Field. Uh, Shehan J. Araja, CBSSports.com, will be here. We'll talk a little bit about uh, tonight's, as Ward says, made-for-television program, the college football playoff selection show, segment number two. We'll get into that. Uh, uh, yesterday, I had a chance to sit down with Coach Aranda, go one-on-one with Coach Dave Aranda. We'll have that for you around 745. 8 o'clock, Billy and Body's going to be here. Bi- it, it, how ironic that Billy covers SMU and he covers LSU for On3.com. <laughs> and he had two of the most interesting football games played on Saturday and we'll talk to him about those games and, and what they mean. We'll get into that around 8 o'clock today. Uh, let's see, 8.30, Pat Nunley, longtime basketball analyst on the Baylor Radio Network. 
would join us to talk about the Bears and their start and just what's what's forthcoming for this basketball team. So we'll get into that around 8.30. So we got a lot of stuff going on. I, I suspect you watched Baltimore beat the Saints last night. Yeah, I had it on. I, I was working on my boards, so it was on, and I was kind of peering back at it. Already Monday. I thought mm-hmm. that was a Tuesday thing. Mm-mm. You start on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Well, you do have two sets to put together. So, And normally, I don't do mine until Tuesday. I start today. But I've got, I've got mine half done as we get ready for not one, not two, not three, not four, but five playoff games here in the building. So uh, th- this is exciting time. It's it's like you said the other day, it's it's kind of sad because you now know the most weeks of football left is six. That's that's it. And you and there's no guarantee that we're going to be participating. I mean, you know, the teams that we cover if they get to AT&T Stadium, then we'll you know, we'll we'll be working high school football. But, Ward, I mean, back in July, we were just chomping at the bit to get to high school football. And now the most we got is is six weeks left. It's amazing. How fast it went. How f- I, I think this year went faster than any year I've been involved in. It's crazy. I mean, you look up and it's over and we're, we're doing playoff games. We're, and they start in two days. Stop and think about that. The West Trojans are in action on Thursday night over at Waco ISD Stadium. There's several games on Thursday night, by the way, which I think, well, for a couple of reasons. Number one, you have stadium availability issues with everybody in the playoffs. I mean, there's four teams out of every district. Come on. So there's playoff issues. I mean, uh, uh, stadium availability issues. And then for others, you know, they feel like they've got a pretty good opportunity to win the game. They can play on Thursday night and then go scout and check out their next opponent on Friday night if if it works out for them. So I think that's a couple of reasons why you play on Thursday night, but uh, in the, in that first round. And then some teams, some teams want to get to Thursday night because if you have visions of AT&T Stadium, well, take, for example, 2A Division Two. You're going to play your state title game on Wednesday. Wednesday. So you better not be playing on Saturday. You better start backing up, not going forward. So th- there's a lot of things that go into the, the thought process of why you play on a Thursday night or, or what, whatever the case may be. The other possibility is stadium availability. Yeah. Yeah. So those are probably the three biggest stadium availability opportunity to go scout and if you're going to if if you're going to get to the championship round you're going to play on if you're an 11 man football team you're going to play either you could play on Wednesday and you could play on Thursday uh now the bigger schools will obviously play Friday and Saturday more of a normal routine that's why you see a lot of the 6As you know they're going to be on Saturday 6A Division I, 6A Division II, they're Saturday. So they can play their playoff games Friday or Saturday. I mean, it just – so you kind of got to get into that that seven-day rhythm or as close to it as possible. So, anyway. All right, uh, anything anything intriguing going on in, in, in sports in 
in the last 24 hours for you? Yeah, I thought the Colts move was pretty strange. Bingo. Uh, then what in yeah. the world? I'm not saying that the guy's not a f- football guy, but, you know, he was a talking head on ESPN. And now he's he's not a coordinator. He's not an assistant. Nope. He's the dude. Yeah, I mean, he's been an analyst, which, okay, fine. Uh, he was a high school football coach at a private school in Georgia. Other than that. Come on, man. Having a clipboard and a whistle, I don't, I don't know what he brings to the table. Jeff Saturday, the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Did did Frank Reich see it? See it coming? No, I don't think so either. And I know that they've been struggling, but man, oh man! Uh, so so this guy, and don't tell me he can have all the visions he wants. I mean, you know, but he this is going to be on the job training. On the job training for for Jeff Saturday. I just thought how strange of a hire and an interesting time of the season. This wasn't like, hey, babysit this group for the last three or four weeks. They're at about the halfway point of the year in the National Football League. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. You've isn't never it? seen before. And even ESPN, all the talking heads on ESPN and all the radio guys on ESPN. We like Jeff Saturday, but I've heard that about 9 million times since this broke. We like Jeff Saturday, but we hope Jeff Saturday does well, but. And the but part of it is he has no experience. Yeah, I can't see So this. how's he going to command the locker room, Ward? I, well, I don't know. And the thing about it is, I mean, I don't, I don't know that this is I mean, they're hinting toward this is a tryout for the full-time position, but I just I can't believe that. I think this is just trying to get the fans excited, um, doing something totally different. We know we're not going to do anything with the interim coach, so why not make headlines? They've done that. They've made headlines. Is this a give up? We're going to blow this thing up and start all over? I Yeah, I think that. I mean, you fire your coach in the middle of the season, it's a give up anyway. So, if you're approaching free agency, you you can just mark your home team off the list, move on down the road. You're, if you're a free agent in Indianapolis, you're not going to want to stay around for that circus. And maybe they think this is going to work. And maybe it does. You know, maybe he has. But I, I I'm you know I thought you in in things like that, the National Football League. Major League Baseball, all those, all those, all those type of endeavors. I thought you earned your stripes as you worked your way up. He just went to the head of the class. I mean, he's the new kid that walked in and went to the head of the class. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's got a lot of history with the Colts. I mean, most decorated lineman, maybe one of the most decorated players. Not the most, but one of the most. Uh, he's in the Ring of Honor. So, I mean, fans love him, but again, you're right. He doesn't he doesn't have a, a large resume of coaching. There's no skins. There's no skins on the wall, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right, uh, final thought uh, as we get rolling this morning. College we we mentioned it a minute ago, college football playoff uh, selection committee will uh, will introduce their their new top four, or actually they'll introduce more than the top four, but does it really matter beyond four? 
with the playoff being four. So who are they? What, what will the committee come up with today? Will it be Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU? Is that it in that order? Maybe. What do you got? I could see that. I, I mean, but I would not be surprised if TCU didn't make it still. Holy cow. They can't do that, Ward. Oh, they can. <laughs> they can't leave TCU <laughs> out of the party. And you had a great point. This is this is number two. This is not the one that counts. I mean, they may put them in for now and then leave them out later because the resume doesn't look as good. That'll be their excuse. Well, that's exactly what will be their excuse. That That's exactly what will be their excuse. But you got to have them in today, don't you? Doesn't hurt anything. Doesn't mean they have to leave them there. If they're number five, holy moly. But that, that happens tonight at six. Are you interested? Will you watch? No. Me neither. I don't do it. I mean, it. I'll have it on, but I won't, I'm won't. i not going to be locked in. I, I won't even have it on. I mean, when, you know, I get an alert on the phone that tells me that it's been done, I'll look at it. I'll give it about five minutes. Because you're right, we've got three, four weeks left in the season. There's a lot to do. There's a, you know, there's a ton of football to be played. And, at, you know, here in on November the 8th, does it really matter? I think you got to be in the mix to get there. But, I look, because if somebody came from the back of the pack, they're not going to get in. Not, in. not into this deal. Just not going to. If somebody came from the back of the pack, won, you know, won a conference championship in a conference championship game, they're not getting in. Not with, not with they're, they're, they, you can't leapfrog that many teams, I don't think. So we'll see. All right, uh, 7-13. So that, that's kind of what we got planned for you this morning. We're glad you're with us. This is Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Uh, Baylor basketball got off to a, a, a terrific start uh, with the uh, women uh, winning last night. The Baylor women defeated Lamar 88-50. to uh, Jay Nolan's with her first career double-double, 11 points, 12 boards. And uh, Nikki Collins' team off to a 1-0 start. On the men's side, uh, the Bears played a, a matinee or a brunch <laughs> at the Ferrell Center. I went over for the press conference, the football press conference, and boy, I tell you what, the Ferrell was rocking. There was 9 million school buses because it was, I guess, bring your basketball to school day. <laughs> they had a bunch of kids there. And uh, – and Baylor wins over Mississippi Valley State, one seventeen to fifty three. Uh, so, and five or six Baylor Bears made their debut. It will be interesting to see how they mesh the veteran guys with the new guys on this team, and how long that takes to find out what the best rotations are and, and that type of stuff. We'll talk to Pat Nunley about that coming up at eight thirty this morning. All right, uh, 7.15. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. We'll talk about the Cowboys and the Packers. We'll do it next. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us Wednesday and hear from volleyball head coach Ryan McGuire and head football coach Dave Aranda, live from Rudy's. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. 
here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. It's fall, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October, and the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. So many chores and so little time. If you feel this way too, WC Tractor is here to help. We've bundled up the most popular new Kubota tractors with the most popular implements and created ready-to-go Kubota packages for your convenience. Stop by any of our Kubota locations and take a test ride in our new affordable Kubota L3302. Neatly packaged with a loader, cutter, box blade, and trailer. Think of all the tasks you can conquer with a new Kubota tractor package. Come by or visit us online at wctractor.com. Baylor football, Cowboy football, Waco football, Central Texas football, ESPN, Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, November 12th, and Sunday, November 13th at DeBell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms. Vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The variety at the show is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show, more than just ammo, hunting gear, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, November 12th, 9 to 5, and November 13th from 10 to 4 at DeBell County Expo Center. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. Get in motion with First Central's free checking that pays you cash back and refunds fees from ATMs nationwide. Enjoy an automatic savings feature and free reward checking while being the MVP of a new cashback season. It's a snap to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, it's true. 
Eligibility and qualification supply. Member NCUA. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. All right, 720. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, again, if you miss anything on the program, you can go back and check it out at CentexSportsFan.com. That's CentexSportsFan.com. Uh, when you, and we've, got a, we've got a podcast up for you uh, almost immediately after the program and immediately after all of the programs. John Morris' show at 3, Matt at 4. Uh, we've got all those programs for you immediately after the game. And that is also where you can go on Friday nights if you uh, are out of range or you can't get to a radio or whatever the case may be. You can uh, you can check out CentexSportsFan.com uh, and you can catch your favorite high school playoff game this Thursday and Friday night. We'll have uh, on Thursday night, West and Mahia. That'll be uh, at Waco ISD Stadium. And we'll have that broadcast on uh, Shooter 92.9 FM. On uh, Friday night, it's it's four games. On 101.3 FM, it is University taking on Austin McCallum from uh, Venerable House Park. It's a cool place, by the way. Uh, I know they've done some renovations, but still, it's still going to be a, a cool experience. That's, uh, that's just a stadium sits in the middle of Austin. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it, but it's kind of cool. Uh, so you, uh, we'll have that one for you. We'll also have... Uh, the Crawford Pirates and Kearns on their uh, in their by district matchup from Panther Stadium in Hewitt. So we'll have that one on 104.9 FM. And on uh, Fox Sports, we'll have the Temple Wildcats and the Waxahachie Indians. That will uh, that will be Friday night as well over on uh, 1330 AM and 93.9 FM. And on Kicker Country, 1590 AM and 99.3 FM, you can catch the Mark Panthers and they're, they're by district matchup. So uh, they'll be play, playing Lyndon Kildare. So those are the games that we will have. Of course, here on ESPN Central Texas, Friday night will be Baylor basketball against Norfolk State after the game. And after all of the games, uh, everybody gathers back here on ESPN Central Texas for the Friday night high school football scoreboard show. So that is what we have coming up for you. Cowboys had a week off, and now they play the Green Bay Packers in the Green Bay at Lambeau Field with with the Packers having lost five in a row. Is this a dangerous game? Is this a game in which the Packers know that, hey, we're at a point in the year that we got to come out swinging or start getting ready for next year? I mean, they're at that point, but they're not a very good football team. Is there nothing they can do? Oh, yeah. I mean, any NFL team can win on any Sunday. It just, you know, if you go out and lay an egg, you're going to get beat. So the Cowboys have to play well, no doubt. Um, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers is you know, going to do what he can. He just doesn't have any weapons. Is it? Yeah, and I'm just curious how when you have a team that you dominate year in and year out like they do Detroit and then you lose to them, I'm just curious what that locker room is like when when they go to practice today it, it can't be a happy place that's a team that they've absolutely just taken apart a couple of times a year do it every year until sunday <laughs> it's not me sunday you know 
it was just and that was boy that was bad football by two bad football teams mm-hmm. and Detroit found a way to win Green Bay found a way to lose and now the Cowboys and I know Fox is building this game up I mean long before Sunday ever got here they were already promoting that game which you know I don't know how you build that thing other than it's two programs that are kind of iconic within the the National Football League, and that's the Packers and the Cowboys. Well, and Mike McCarthy and the connection. Yep. Speaking of which, McCarthy was asked about his return to Green Bay. Uh, Emotional? Uh, No, I I think really, I think it's just like anything in this league, you have to – you have to get ready to to go win, and you know that's really where my mind is as far as the game. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, I have great memories um, about about Green Bay, and you know, obviously, spent spent a lot of time there. But you know, I mean, I'm, I'm four years removed uh, from from working there, and um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to taking our team up there. And, and you know, like I told them today in a team meeting, that you know, this is a this is a really cool place to compete. Um, so it's obviously, you know. Uh, a lot like you know AT&T Stadium. I mean, we have a an unbelievable stadium that people enjoy coming to compete, and it's uh, you know very similar up there. You know, obviously the history and tradition of Green Bay and Lambeau Field, and you know it's an experience that um, you know I want them to maximize. And but most importantly, we, you know we're going up there to win the game. I I, I heard that and I started laughing. Did he? Did I hear him just compare Lambeau Field and AT&T Stadium? Yeah, and you can't do that. You can't do that for nine million reasons. Uh, it's you know, there's been a championship or two won in that stadium. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's Lambeau. Field. It's Lambeau Field. It doesn't have a roof. You know, it it's had Bart Starr running around on that field. It's had Brett Favre running around on that field. I mean, this is not Texas Stadium where Roger Staubach played. I mean, it's not a place where you had Super Bowl champions. I just, I heard that. I got, I said, hang on a second. Did he just compare Lambeau and in an AT and T Stadium? Now, his point that AT and T Stadium is an unbelievable place is one hundred percent correct. It is if you if you if you've been there for a concert or if you've been there for. Uh, a high school or a college game or an NFL game, you know, it it really is a cool place. It's it's just it, it really is. But let's let's don't get carried away and compare it to to Lambeau Field. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, there's no comparison. Yeah, Cowboys win this game, right? I mean, they should, or there's something terribly wrong. I mean, and I know that. What Green Bay's lost what five in a row, and it, you know, are the wheels totally off, or are they in the ditch? I mean, that's the only thing that scares me a little bit is if they've got one or two more swings left in them. Is one of them for the Cowboys? Oh, they'll be up for this one. Yeah. So, I I guess you got to go take them out of the game early. Go go do your business early and and take them out of the game to to, to you get to the oh here we go again thing. So we'll see. Got a lot, a uh, lot of time to talk about that one coming up on Sunday. But I wanted you to, I wanted you to hear the Mike McCarthy thing. All right, uh, seven twenty-seven. This is game time, and uh, it's right here on ESPN Radio, your uh, flagship station for Baylor athletics. The Bears and the Kansas State Wildcats coming up Saturday night at six o'clock. Coverage begins at two o'clock 
with uh, Game Day Live out at Touchdown Alley, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Then uh, at 4 o'clock, it's network coverage with Derek and, and the gang. And then at uh, at 6 o'clock, it's the kick. John, JJ, and Ricky right here on ESPN Central Texas. Look forward to all of the uh, all the coverage of Baylor football. And then Derek will have the uh, the postgame wrap after the broadcast. So uh, good stuff coming up uh, tonight, or uh, Saturday night, rather, uh, here on ESPN Central Texas. And let's cross our fingers, and hopefully we're talking about four in a row and their seventh win and in uh, and, and a continued movement north in the Big 12 standings. So we'll see. We'll talk more about that as the uh, as the week goes along and as the day goes along for that fact. All right, uh, we are uh, brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts. Okay, we, we talk about high school football playoffs, and we talk about coming down the stretch in college football with about three weeks, four weeks left. That means, yeah, Christmas is just around the corner. I, I don't know. If, did, I, did I send you guys the picture? Uh, yes. So my wife puts up five, count them, five Christmas trees in our house. Five. One of them's already up in the office. And I'm like, hang on a second. It's not even Thanksgiving, and here we go. But anyway, Wart's, Wart's Jazz, yours, your, your tree's... Is it totally decorated and ready to go? Yeah, it's up. All the outside lights are up. <laughs> really? So, uh, I, in my neighborhood, some people have already put their outside lights up, and some some are, are turning them on at night, and some are not. I mean, I don't know if there's a certain – is there like a protocol? You don't wear white after whatever, and, you know, don't wear a felt hat after Labor Day, you, you know, or before Labor Day you wear straw. I, I don't know all those rules. Is there a certain date that you can put the lights up and, and, and actually use them? I mean, I, again, I got a lot of neighbors that have put all their outside lights up, but some are turning them on and some are not. Oh, they're on. They should be on right now. Okay. So I've got a lot of inflatables. Should my inflatables be out in the yard and, and, and should I turn them on at dark? Why not? I just thought, you know, Thanksgiving's kind of the my target date for that. Well, there you go. Everybody has their own. So there's no rule? No. Just however you want to roll with it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Layaway is where we were going with this Christmas layaway at Morrison's Gifts. Uh, what a great place. I mean, I've told you about it a million times, and if you've heard me talk about them, you know. And if you've gone, you know. I mean, you just know. It's it's a great place to go, and and uh, they're going to take great care of you. And if you've got, a, you know, you got some things and you – you just don't want to shell out the money right now. You can put it in, into a layaway program, spread those payments out, and then when the uh, holidays roll around, Christmas rolls around, you're going to be a hero. We're talking about John Hard and Consuela bags, totes, purses, whatever the case may be, Jelly Cat plush animals. And look, they've got about 70 other lines of gifts and gourmet items that you are going to just love. They got great, and let me just tell you, this is where I struggle more than I, I struggle. With the, with the stocking stuffer more than I struggle with the gift. And I struggle with the gift, let me just tell you. But the stocking stuffer is, that's always one that's just tough. And they've got great stocking stuffers at uh, Morrison's Gifts. That's a Baylor alumni-owned business. They're at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive. It's right next to Jason's Deli. Morrison's Gifts. 
everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Sunday's game in Green Bay is against a Packers team that's lost five straight. But safety J. Ron Kirst says you can never sleep on a team led by Aaron Rodgers. Right after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Sunday's upcoming Cowboys-Packers game at Lambeau Field is still a great matchup because of the history of the two teams, as well as head coach Mike McCarthy's first trip back to Green Bay. But the Pack is having a down year. They're 3-6, and six, have lost five in a row, and averaged just 19 points a game. But Cowboys safety J. Ron Curse is a former Lion who played in the Packers division for many years, and he explains why there's no way the defense is overlooking an offense led by future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers. You can manipulate the defense. So, you know, he can rip it from the pocket if you keep him in the pocket or, you know, if you want to flush him out of the pocket, he, he's good outside the pocket making throws on the run. And, you know, they're, they're able to make those extended plays when he gets outside the pocket. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you are one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you are looking for a bank where you are more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all of the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus, cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat. Know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. IP Contract Services is family owned and operated. IP Contract Services has specialized in repurposing and restoring homes of all ages and size. IP Contract Services calls Crawford, Texas home. 5P is dedicated to its community and a leader in the roofing and construction industry with success for over 25 years. Let 5P Contract Services plan, price, and produce any new or repurposed vision you dream of. Tackle all projects with 5P. Goodwill through good work. 
The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lift, ditch witch, sky track, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Baylor men open their basketball season with a 117-53 win over Mississippi Valley State. Adam Flagler led the way with 21 points. The Baylor women scored an 88-50 win over Lamar in their season opener last night. Asia Blackwell and Bella Fauntleroy were the top scoring Bears with 17 points each. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym tonight as MCC hosts Kilgore. The High Lassies tip off at 5.30 and the Highlanders game starts at 7.30. In the NBA last night, the Rockets outlasted Orlando 134-127. The Spurs lost to Denver 115-109 and the Mavericks beat Brooklyn 96-94. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, your friend in the car business. All right, seven thirty-six. Uh, we are rolling through a Tuesday morning. Yeah, getting you ready for football this weekend. More basketball coming up. All good stuff. So uh, let's uh, let's dive in and talk some college football. We welcome into the program Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Shehan, good morning. We appreciate your time. Let's begin out west. Let's begin with the UCLA Bruins. They're eight and one, and three games left on the schedule with Arizona, USC, and Cal. Uh, obviously, USC is the big challenge there. W- what about the job that Chip Kelly's done with that football team? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, I know coming into the season, we had so many questions about who's going to kind of step up and be that that senior Kenny Pickett, the guy who you know comes back for a fifth year of eligibility and has a chance to really elevate his game. And I, I think that things have really started to come together for Dorian Thompson Robinson, the great quarterback over there. Uh, you know, I think that when you look at Dorian Thompson Robinson, when you look at Zach Charbonnet, the running back over there, and you look at such a senior heavy team, you really start to kind of see the vision of what Chip Kelly was putting together. This is a physical team. Uh, They know their assignment. They know where they're supposed to be. They're athletic. I I think he's done just a great job of building a roster that makes sense. And, uh, and now obviously they have a chance to legitimately go and contend for the PAC 12 uh, with three games remaining. A number, a number one player, again, decommits from Texas A&M. Are things starting to unravel on Jimbo Fisher? Yeah, it's going to be a good question what happens down the stretch here because, you know, when you think back to last year's recruiting class, so much of it was built on that 9-1 season, that Orange Bowl victory. It was, hey, we're really close. You have an opportunity to come in here and be a part of something special. You know, and now you look at the past, not just this year, but also last year as well. And it's been a real disappointment. Obviously, this year they're sitting at three and six, 
one more loss uh, and they're going to miss a bowl game and they have LSU still on the schedule. So you expect that that loss is coming. And, you know, Texas A&M hasn't missed a bowl game since 2005, which is pretty incredible. So uh, I think it's a huge deal that they lost that commitment, like you mentioned. Uh, and I think the other part of it too, was that the guy that they lost was the number one linebacker in the country. And linebacker has kind of been a position of weakness for them since 2020 when they had uh, Buddy Johnson and Aaron Hansford and Anthony Hines, all these great players. Uh, they haven't really been able to fill that position very well over the past couple of years, and they've been shallow and had issues at that position. So I, I think that losing his commitment is a huge deal. You know, one thing that was pointed out was that, you know, last year they were uh, they had the commitment of Harold Perkins, who was the number two linebacker and a five-star in the class. Well, Harold Perkins this past week was defensive player of the week in the SEC after having a fantastic game against Alabama. So these are the kind of players that they can't afford to lose. You know, the Texas A&M recruited the defensive line incredibly, incredibly well. But, you know, you're starting to see recruiting at these other positions atrophy a little bit. And I think that that's just really not where you want to be at Texas, as Texas A&M. Talking with uh, Shahan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Shahan, uh, what a great weekend for college football. The Georgia-Tennessee game, you, you you had the LSU going for two. And then you had SMU in Houston. How about that football game? The Waco one from Midway High School, Tanner Mordecai throwing for nearly 400 yards, accounting for 10 touchdowns. What a crazy football game it was for SMU in Houston. No doubt. And, you know, you, you throw the Waco and uh, Tanner Mordecai in there. You know, he tied the all-time record for most touchdowns thrown in the game against an FBS opponent, which is, I mean, you think about all the great quarterbacks that have come through college football. And to do it against Houston, by the way, you know, a team that was picked to maybe be in the AAC championship game, a really, really solid team. Great, great stuff from Tanner. Uh, it, it was a crazy game. Obviously, it was going on at the same time as that uh, LSU versus Alabama game. So a lot of people probably didn't get a very close eye on it. But I'll tell you what, I mean, it was it was absolutely back and forth. It was the highest-scoring regulation game in college football history at 77-63, to 63, 140 combined points. The only game where more points were scored in a game in college football history was the 74-72 game between LSU and Texas A&M, which went to seven overtime <laughs> and caused them to change overtime rules. So it was a crazy game. If, if you have a chance to, to find it on YouTube, uh, get, go back and check it out because it is a crazy game, and I, I honestly still can't believe that I watched. What is wrong with Alabama's offense? Is it simply Bill O'Brien? <laughs> He doesn't help. Uh, he definitely doesn't help. But I think more than anything else, you know, it's been a couple years since we've really seen a, a great, fully put together Alabama offensive line. You know, we've seen pieces come through, uh, you know, Evan Neal last year, Emil Ikior at guard this year. But it just top to bottom, this has not been an elite unit for several years. You see how quickly Bryce Young is under pressure, uh, you know, whenever whenever he drops back to pass. And he's one of the greatest, uh, I mean, off-schedule throwers in, in, that I've ever seen. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily cripple this offense, but I do think that it makes the job a lot tougher. You know, they haven't been able to run consistently inside like what you would expect the past couple of years. Uh, and I think that when you can't kind of have a reliable inside run game, when you aren't threatening the whole field and when you can't keep defenders from teams like LSU and Georgia and Tennessee at bay, uh, it, it just makes your job a lot tougher. So 
I, I think that that kind of stands above as the main thing. They also, you know, their receiver play has only been okay. Uh, again, they have one of the best quarterbacks of the past couple of years in Bryce Young, but he's kind of that one piece that feels really good. And I think that everywhere else, you're kind of looking and starting to see some cracks. The, uh, the let's let's talk a little bit about the Big Twelve. Obviously, this is going to be a big weekend, Shahan, with the uh, the top four teams in the conference playing each other. Texas and TCU playing in Austin, and then here in Waco, you got Kansas State and Baylor. So this should be a uh, an exciting weekend in the in the conference. No question. And, you know, when you look at the standings right now, those are all of the teams that have two or fewer losses. TCU, of course, still undefeated. And Kansas State, Baylor, and Texas, all with two losses. Uh, you know, every game, basically from here on out for everybody but TCU, is going to be an elimination game. You know, technically, mathematically, you can probably get back in with three losses. You know, I, I think that there's a decent chance that the, the team that makes the final round might have three losses. But, you can't lose a tiebreaker against one of these teams, especially if you're Baylor right now. You have to go out and beat Kansas State. You already have a tiebreaker, uh, or you've, you've already lost the tiebreaker against Oklahoma State down the road. Now you have an opportunity to play all three of these teams right in a row, which is which is a crazy way to end the season. But it does mean that you have an opportunity to win tiebreakers against each of them. So that's what it's going to come down to. Again, TC is probably already slotted in that game. I think they really just need to win one of the last three games uh, to have a chance to do so. But, you know, for, for Baylor, for Texas, for Kansas State, you have to go undefeated. And Baylor, again, has the rare opportunity to be able to win a tiebreaker against all three of these teams. What is going on in college football where the Kansas Jayhawks are bowl eligible? <laughs> you know, such a tremendous job by Lance Leipold this year. I think, you know, look, uh, there have been a lot of great teams in college football this year, but I think Lance Leipold should be a, a, an easy pick for coach of the year. He would be my pick most definitely. Uh, you know, they just have an identity. That's something that I think that in college football, sometimes – Sometimes it's just as simple as that. Sometimes you just want to understand when this team goes out to do something, here's what we do well, here's how we're going to do it well, here's the players that we need to be able to continue to do it well. And I think that sometimes in this this rush of recruiting and all this sort of other stuff, we lose track of just how simple football kind of needs to be at its core. Now, obviously, you dress it up a lot on top of that, but, uh, but I think that that's sort of the basics of what football is. And I think that in some ways – Lance Leifold going to Kansas was perfect because nobody was trying to make him do anything else. Nobody else was trying to have him do things a different kind of way. And you see the results right now. You know, I mean, the, the thing that's most impressive about this last run is that they were able to get to bowl eligibility despite losing their great quarterback, Jalen Daniels, to an injury. And they're still 5-0 and in games that Jalen Daniels plays front to back. So he might be back for the home stretch. They, they get, you know, some really good teams down the stretch. So I, I don't necessarily know that they'll be done. Can they keep Leipold? It, it's a good question. So I think that one thing that you have to feel good about if you're Kansas is, you know, Wisconsin, I think they're going to end up keeping Jim Leonard, the interim coach, as their full-time head coach. Uh, so it kind of comes down to Nebraska. If Nebraska really wants him, then I think that that's going to be a problem. You know, that Lance Leipold has coached in, in two states during his entire time in college football before uh, moving over to uh, to Buffalo and then to Kansas at the FBS level. Uh, he's coached in Wisconsin and he's coached in Nebraska and he's a native of Wisconsin as well. So those are going to be programs that I think have a lot of allure to him. So the question is, you know, if, if Nebraska puts on the full court press, then I think that that's obviously a very difficult situation if you're Kansas. 
but you know, if they if they waver, if they don't know exactly if that's the guy that they want, if they, you know, maybe they look at Matt Rule, maybe they look at uh, Mickey Joseph, the interim coach. So I, I think that there's a pathway to keeping him. But uh, look, if Nebraska goes all out and says we want Lance Leipold and we won't, ta- you know, we won't take no for an answer, they probably can get him. Uh, what's wrong with Oklahoma State? I mean, not not that they lost two games in a row, but the fact that they got run out of the gym. Yeah, they are they are hemorrhaging players right now. You know, Spencer Sanders has been hurt. Uh, he missed the last game against Kansas, and they had to start a true freshman, Garrett Rangel. Uh, and, and then defensively, they are they are just completely completely decimated. They you know they're they're down like three of their top defensive linemen, which is really the strength of this team. They're down some defensive backs. They're down some linebackers. They're just straight up running out of players at this point. And you know you're starting to see that right. I mean a 48 to zero loss against Kansas State, a Kansas State team that then that actually goes and loses to Texas. Uh, you know it's it's just not the sort of thing that you would have expected when you watched Oklahoma State come to Waco a couple of weeks ago but this this is not that Oklahoma State team at this point they're you know they're they're hurt they're definitely not playing to their full potential you know and i think that so much of what they did early in the season was dependent on Spencer Sanders being able to keep the ball on schedule offensively. So uh, just, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's, honestly, it's as simple as that. They've got so many injuries. They've got, you know, such little depth remaining that I just think that they're going to have a hard time competing down the stretch. Jayhan, who's the top four in the made-for-TV rankings tonight? Yeah, yeah, I think that number one has to be Georgia after beating Tennessee, who was the number one team last week. I, I think number two ends up being Ohio State still, but it's going to be kind of interesting to see what they do there. I, I think at three, Tennessee's not going to fall too far. I think that they end up at number three. Uh, yeah, I think that they do end up at number three. I think that we get Michigan at number four, which he's due at number five. All right, Shayhan, what do you got coming up on CBSSports.com? Yeah, so I uh, got uh, got some game preview stories, got my upset alerts, of course, and we're going to be talking about uh, whether George is kind of the new team in college football now over at the College Football Survivor Show. It, uh, it's a pleasure. We appreciate your time as always. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk to you soon. That is uh, Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Does a great job covering college football. All right, coming up, we'll talk with Dave Aranda. We did a one-on-one with him yesterday. We'll visit with Dave Aranda. That's coming up in just a couple of minutes. At the top of the hour, we'll talk to uh, Billy and Body from On3.com, and we'll talk uh, about uh, LSU and uh, the SMU game. We'll get into that and a whole lot more college football. A lot of college football for you today right here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is a highly listened to program. Matt Mosley, asking the tough questions. Is Barry Gibb a BG? Aaron, are you with me? Matt Mosley, giving the hottest takes. I love a good heifer show, and I like a turkey and broiler show. I'll put a little pimento cheese on there, and that takes it to another level. The Matt Mosley Show. You guys might have recognized my voice there. Weekdays, 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. 
Next time you need new tires for your vehicle or any type of trailer, remember 185 Tire and Service. They sell all brands of tires, including Toyo, and they have tires for your big trucks, too. The air is always free, but if it keeps leaking out, they can fix it. Owner Craig Davidson is an 82nd Airborne veteran and 1983 Crawford graduate. General Manager Casey Bennett is a 2008 Crawford graduate. 185 Tire and Service. You can find them at the crossroads of Highway 6 and 185, across from Circle K. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Hi, Central Texas. This is Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors. I've built a successful real estate career based on exceptional customer service with referrals from friends, family, and clients like you. I've been a licensed realtor in Texas for 20 years, and I'm grateful to be an annual platinum producer. I'm in my favorite season of life right now, raising three teens and soaking up every single second of Friday night football. Let me, Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors, help you find your journey home. Call 254-749-6069. Tractor Supply Distribution Center in Waco is hiring team members for all shifts, weekday, weekend, and overnight shifts available. Starting wages up to $20 an hour. Benefits after 30 days. Competitive and on-demand pay. 401k matches. Bonus potential. Tuition reimbursement. Tractor Supply Store discounts and much more. Tractor Supply Distribution Center in Waco is located at 2801 Corporation Parkway. Apply online at tractorsupply.jobs. That's tractorsupply.jobs. Or you can even text Tractor DC to 25000. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Hopkins Oil Company is proud of the students, faculty, staff, and administration of Crawford Independent School District and wishes the Pirates and Lady Pirates all the best on the field, court, or diamond. Established in 1962, Hopkins Oil Company of Crawford is the oldest running wholesale fuel and lubricant distributor in Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Jeff and Molly Bays and open 24-7, Hopkins Oil Company has a proud tradition of quality products and outstanding customer service. If you'd like to learn more about Hopkins Oil Company, call Brad Cox at 254-486-0123. Honey, do you have your headphones on? Yeah. Good. I'm going to turn the dryer on. Are your appliances slacking on the job? Call Mr. Appliance today and put them back to work. We know the neighborhood, so our vehicles are always fully stocked with the most commonly needed parts in the area. And if we don't have a part, we'll order it for you on the spot. Visit MrAppliance.com today and schedule an appointment online. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. Welcome back to game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up on the 8 o'clock hour, Baylor getting ready to host Kansas State at McLean Stadium this Saturday. Tom Barfield had a chance to sit down with Dave Aranda. 
Coach Arena, let's begin with uh, with Squirrel Williams. What a special day for him uh, on Saturday, and and quite frankly, you needed him to step up. We did, yeah. I'm just so impressed, just with his character, his work ethic, and um, you know his stamina. And you know, there is. I think we could look at it this way. Look at the beginning of the year. Uh, there'd be electric runs he would have when he'd be untouched through the line of scrimmage. And, you know, there'd be times when, you know, it's the O-line got him two yards and he's getting those two. And a D-lineman kind of pops up or a linebacker fills and squirrels down at two and a half or two. And in this game, I mean, he was lowering his shoulder. He was driving his legs. He was carrying piles. And, you know, and the old linemen see that, and then they start pushing piles behind them. And so the whole thing's contagious, and I credit Squirrel and just his his want-to and all of it. I think, you know, it's inspiring for the offense and certainly for the team. You, you've talked about Squirrel getting better, Reese getting better, Quaylen. Does Squirrel make Reese better? Does Reese make Quaylen better? Are they the competition in the room? Do they make each other better? Yeah, you know, I I, I believe that um, just the lessons that got what you'd like to see is that when someone's being um, is learning a lesson or someone is improving in a certain area that others can view that and can um, take some of that and apply it and learn as well. And I think you have to have a special culture to where that happens because too many times so many times um, if there's one guy that's playing uh, then he's getting it for sure but then the other guys are wishing I should be playing I should have been having those reps why didn't I play this why didn't I do that and then they're just turning parts they're turning parts of their stuff off and so it's they're not receiving you know and so then you really have to go through the whole thing again with them the year the next year and so credit to them to our, our running backs but also credit to juice to kind of keep them turned on and so that guys are all receiving you know the messaging and the learning because uh, they're all getting better at the same time I, I think you said it the other day uh, you're, you're the best defense is is a good offense it's 38 35 it's late in the game you need a drive you really have to have a drive and your football team offensively went out there and did what they had to do to win the football game it's the definition for us of pound the rock you know I think we talk about um, out efforting people People playing with max effort, um, uh, playing with the attitude that you expect to win, that you expect to really dominate, and um, and then having the focus is the third thing on um, you know this play, this you know this particular snap, um, this particular time, you know be here now, and so I think all of those things uh, happened, and uh, we were able to you know pound the rock, and so it's it, it's a great. Um, it's been a great journey to get to this, you know, because there's there's um, a few times earlier in the year you would have loved to have it, and um, you know we weren't able to. So certainly appreciative of everyone's efforts to get it, and we're going to need to do it um, more than a few times here coming up. When you went back this weekend uh, and looked at the game film, what was your takeaways, particularly on the defensive side of the football? I think we have to have better week, a better week leading up to the game. I think we have to um, 
Um, I think we have to be able to um, fully be invested into being at our best uh, on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And I think um, we have to be realistic about um, you know who we are, what this challenge is, who we're playing, um, and then finally we have to understand that life is hard and things aren't given to us. Um, there, there are no giveaways that we have to earn and fight and take what we want. And I think that whole thing is a mindset and an attitude. And defensively, we have to get there. All of the goals that you set for this football team are, are still obtainable and, and out in front of you. How do you deal with that, knowing that the goals are there, but dealing with one game at a time and, and going through the process one week at a time? Um, yeah, I think you should talk about it and you have to frame it in that view because um, you're really fighting basically everything because <laughs> everything is saying not to look at it that way uh, but I think you know our one of the factors in us having um, some of the limited success that we've been having is the ability to look at it that way and so you know one day at a time one meeting at a time one practice at a time um, that's the that's the view and so we have to win those days and stack them. I realize you're focused on your football team and your football team only, but when you look at the scores in this conference, does it surprise you just the competitive balance that we have in this league this year? Uh, no, you know, just knowing the coaches and then um, knowing how much they're being supported and then uh, just knowing their players, you know, everything here is, it's, it is, um, we're so close to, um, to a lot of these campuses and you know I think we've crossed paths with so many of these coaches you just know that everything is being maximized to um, invest and grow in that particular team's fortune and ability and everything and so you know every every week's going to be a fight and every week's going to be you know the last one or two drives of the last quarter and so I think that you know as much as you'd like to say that hey we know that I think we've had to learn that unfortunately when you look at Kansas State uh, begin with the quarterback Martinez uh, obviously he's a dual threat so what kind of challenges with him being able to run the football effectively and throw it effectively what kind of challenges does he present yeah, I think rush lanes um, have to be have to be really strong and not run past the level of the quarterback and not open wide B gaps or or um, A gaps to where if the quarterback's um, um, reads are not are not there, they can just take off running. Um, you know, and then also I think the ability just for the quarterback run game to have leverages, to have a force player, and to have the interior of the defense be able to take away angles. I think Kansas State, I know, they do a great job of of creating angles so that they can block down and then kick out in their gap schemes. And so we can't give them that. And uh, they're a master at creating it. And so it's it's quite a challenge. 
Deuce Vaughn, their running back, uh, his size. Does his size present an issue? It looks like sometimes, particularly watching him on film or on television, that he can kind of get lost in there among all the all the big linemen. Is that a challenge? It is true, yes. I th- um, there are times where – and he's got great patience, especially with the gap schemes when they're pulling linemen um, you know, on the counters and that he will um, get lost behind a pulling lineman and have great patience and be able to kind of wait it out. And then it's either uh, an onside hit or he can cut it back based upon if the flow is too much over the top. And so it all creates, you know, great or it forces great execution and great discipline on the defense's part, which we've struggled with at times. I failed to ask this a moment ago, and I'm going to go back to it. The turnover situation, all of a sudden, the last couple of ball games, your your defense, defensive unit, particularly in the interception department, they've gotten very aggressive, and they've went and got went and got eight interceptions for you in the last two games, three huge interceptions in the first half last week. You credit players and you credit the coaches with that. I mean, I think it's it's for sure a team effort, but it's one of those things we've always been talking and have just never gotten. And you know, it can be disheartening when you talk about stuff and and you want to um, reward for guys doing it. And really, we just had very few doing it. I think so much of it was they're just so focused on doing the right their their job. And is this what I'm supposed to be? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Am I doing the right thing? Is this how you want me to do? It. What do we do here, and how do? And so I think, you know, it's just difficult when you're so worried about the job that you can't really just play free and play green, as we say, and then because that's when those takeaways come. And so I think it was a process, uh, but to get where we're at, you know, we're K State. I think is number two or three in the country in turnover margin, and so I think we're plus three now. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're plus nine. And so what a challenge it is. Uh, to play them and I'm fortunate for us we've had some increase on ours but it'll take everything we got to be able to win this one finally coach talk a little bit about your kicking game uh, the big field goal on Saturday it seems like every time you kick off it's a touchback your kicking game has been a has been a positive for your football team there's been um, some ups and downs in it, but I think we've been trending towards the up, and uh, you credit the players for that for sure, and to to keep a steady perspective on it, and to always be working at it, and to um, take the you know the dips as opportunities for learning and growth, and then I think you know Ronnie Wheat is our coordinator, and he's experienced full heartedly those those downs, and then you know we're kind of getting on and up here, but I think his ability to stay level-headed and keep teaching and not weaponize, I think, has really you know, earned some trust and earned the team's commitment, because uh, again, we're going to need it. We're, place, we're uh, playing one of the best special teams units in the country, and so we're We'll have to be everything we can be for that challenge. Coach, thanks. We appreciate your time. Hey, thank you. That is Dave Aranda. Stay with us. There's more coming up here on ESPN Central Texas in just a moment. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time to check Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Coming up, dominating wins for Baylor men's and women's basketball to open the season yesterday in the Farrell Center. We'll give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Say big during the Black Friday sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Celebrating with an incredible lineup of all new 2022 Jeep models like the Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee L, Renegade, Gladiator, Wrangler, and the Wrangler 4XE. Jeep SUVs are known for their design and technology. The Grand Cherokee L even brings you extended seating with a third row. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can order it today. Come see what Allen Samuels can offer you and your family and find the Jeep that fits your lifestyle. Come by. Let's be friends. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Let's go! Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Are you a proud Baylor fan? Do you love prizes? The Baylor Bold Rewards app allows fans to track their attendance across athletic events and earn rewards. Baylor Athletics wants to reward the most loyal fans, so register online today at BaylorBoldRewards.com or download the Baylor Bold Rewards app straight to your phone. Prizes this year are better than ever, so start earning your rewards points today and sign up for Baylor Bold Rewards. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. The new college basketball season began with a bang yesterday in the Farrell Center. First, the Baylor men, number five in the nation, opening at home against Mississippi Valley State. They had six players in double figures scoring, led by 40 at halftime, and won it going away, 117-53 to over the Delta Devils. After the game, Baylor head coach Scott Drew. Well, playing the first game of the year, uh, we wanted to start it out the right way. Uh, I thought the, uh, the screen game was outstanding. Uh, uh, everybody that put that together, can't thank them enough. Uh, our players really want to play well for their, uh, all, all the future Bears out there, hopefully. And uh, you score 117 points, I know uh, uh, people like scoring. So defensively, uh, I, second half, we weren't as uh, uh, consistent as we were first half, but Every coach in the country would take 27 assists and nine turnovers uh, every day of the week, twice on Sunday. So uh, this group ha has been an unselfish group in practice, sharing the ball. We don't have any ball stoppers. The ball moves. we got guys that are all capable scorers. Scott Drew and the Bears now 1-0 on the season. Next action is Friday night, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center, hosting Norfolk State. Meanwhile, the Baylor women, number 18 in the nation in the preseason poll, opened last night against Lamar. Baylor got a double-double, the first of her career for Jaden Owens with 11 points and a career-high 12 assists. Four other players in double-figure scoring in an 88-50 win over the Lamar Cardinals. Next up for the Baylor women, they'll host Incarnate Word coming up Thursday evening at 7 in the Farrell Center. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. 
The Backyard Bar Stage and Grill at 511 South 8th in Waco is proud to support the Mart Panthers on their playoff run in 2022. The Backyard has a great selection of food specials, including buy one appetizers, get one half off on Mondays. Tuesdays, it's $5 nachos or small shed. Wednesdays, get half off barbecue sandwiches. And Thursdays, all you can eat ribs for just $30. On Fridays, until 6 p.m., all you can eat fish for only $15. The Backyard is your home for great entertainment. Check out BackyardWaco.com. That's the Backyard Bar Stage and Grill, 511 South 8th and Waco, open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment, and they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 810, 10 minutes after 8. Welcome back into the program. Hour 2 of the program. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, it is still foggy, and we uh, we encourage you to drive safely this morning. Let's continue our college football conversations this morning. Let's welcome into the program from On3.com, Billy and Body. He covers SMU and LSU. Whoa, do you did you have a weekend covering those two programs? <laughs> sure, sure did, man. It, it, it's it's weird, you know. As a reporter, you kind of ride the highs and lows of your teams with them uh, in a way that you cover. And boy, the highs were pretty good this weekend uh, for the most part. I would say. Did the ponies or the cougars defense forget to get off the bus? I, I think both. I think they just kind of went to Barley House or Milo's and just hung out <laughs> the whole game uh, right down the street. <laughs> I mean that was uh, just one of those wild games. I mean, look, the, but both quarterbacks are are really really good. Tanner Mordecai and and Clayton Tune have both been playing at a high level for the most part this season. And uh, but still, you you don't predict games like that uh, to necessarily happen. I mean, uh, the most points scored in a regulation game in uh, FBS history. I mean, you just don't you just don't prepare for that. You don't pick that game to go that high. Um, but both quarterbacks were just unbelievable. Uh, in many aspects, and it was just three three uh, interceptions by Clayton Tune that that cost him. I mean, this game got rolling like that early on. I mean, the, the, by halftime, it was it was a wild, wild west football game at the half. Yeah, it was. I believe fifty six thirty five at the half. Um, so it, it was they it, just unbelievable. Uh, it really is one of those games that. You look up at and you're you you can't believe what you're what you're seeing. I mean, Tanner Mordecai finishes with ten total touchdowns. Um, they they he threw seven in the first half, I believe. So uh, just absolutely, it's everything was clicking. I mean, all the all the woes that SMU, quite frankly, kind of had here or there with drops or you know a penalty, uh, what have you on offense. Uh, they they just couldn't do anything wrong uh, that night. They, they really couldn't. I mean, even a couple of, uh, quite frankly, perfect balls and almost looked like touchdowns. They, they just ruled them either short of the goal line or uh, maybe just one, one inch out of bounds. I mean, those were the type of incompletions we were seeing. And uh, just both offenses were just operating at insane levels. What is the difference in this Mustangs offense this year? Is it just Tanner Mordecai? I think he's more comfortable, uh, even though they changed the scheme. But I will say 
they're more aggressive down the field. I mean, last like watching TCU this year is quite frankly just bizarre because they when the staff was at SMU, they refused to throw it down the field last year, even with Danny Gray, Reggie Robertson, Rasheed Rice, Grant Calcaterra. It was it was borderline insane. It, it was like a, watching a West Coast offense. Um, but Brett Lashley came in, and the first thing he said is, we've got to throw the ball deep. That's what we do. That's a part of our identity. Um, and Rasheed Rice has just come in, and he, you could tell he's motivated to keep that SMU history of receivers in the draft and in the league going because he's he's the only receiver above a thousand yards in college football right now he's the best receiver um you know one of the best receivers in college football right now just overall i mean he draws pass interferences if he doesn't catch the ball um he's productive every game even while he played through a uh um turf toe uh, he was still productive so it's been Rasheed rice it's been tanner mordecai they've really carried this thing they've dealt with a rash of injuries uh, on the offensive side of the ball, at both running back and wide receiver. Um, and, and those two have been consistent and, and kind of carried it. Uh, there have been mistakes that have cost them in all of those games that they've they've lost. I mean, they they lose the turnover battle, they lost those games. Um, and some of them were fluky or whatever, but uh, they cost them. And, and that's why they're really not, you know, pushing a top 25 team right now, just some of those early season woes. But offensively, they've just been – money pretty much all year i'm curious and and i almost hesitate to ask the question but uh did you see or could you tell if either defensive unit made adjustments in the second half i really couldn't see many on on paper um you know smu had done a really good job getting after the quarterback in in the past probably four games since the TCU game. That was when they really started getting after the quarterback. Um, And the secondary, you know, about halfway through the season looked improved. And there were just times on Saturday that, you know, not getting your head around or even being in position to make a play. And then you just kind of just brain farted away. You know, Brandon Crosley had a chance to make an interception uh, on a Keyshawn Carter touchdown, but he didn't. And, Carter just kind of like plucked the ball from him uh, in, you know, just simple things that are kind of routine for defensive backs. They didn't make on Saturday uh, without a doubt. And it, and it cost them um, at least on SMU's end uh, for Houston. I mean, they, they haven't been the, the defense they were last year um, without a doubt. They lost some key players and things like that. But Doug Bell, you know, has been one of the better defensive coordinators in college football the last couple of years. And he didn't have an answer. And quite frankly, it was just, I think both defenses were playing a lot of man coverage um, and both offenses had their full complement of receivers and, and they made them pay. I mean, they were both sides of the ball were having guys just run away from defensive backs and it wasn't close. It was almost like they were stuck in quicksand on both sides. Do the ponies get bowl eligible against South Florida this week? I would think so. I don't think they're, I think one South Florida is in a bad way, just from a roster standpoint, quarterback. I think they're down to their third string quarterback. I mean, it's a trap game, no doubt with, with them having just moved on from Jeff Scott, but um, I like SMU to take care of business and get, get a uh, bowl eligible this weekend. And then what a wacky game uh, on, uh, on Saturday night uh, in, in Baton Rouge with, uh, with the, uh, the Tigers beating Alabama. I, I'm just curious, how would the LSU faithful have handled a failed two-point conversion you know most people 
look, they're, they're upset that they lost to Florida State because you get two field goals blocked and you don't make adjustments as a special teams coordinator. It sinks your ship. People were mad about that one. Mm-hmm. People weren't that mad about Tennessee. It was a game that they just – Tennessee was rolling. It happened. But throughout much of the year, the, the whole idea from the fan base has been, well, we're seeing progress. We're seeing adjustments. You know, this is a team that had 37 scholarship players in that bowl game last year. Um, they, they had a complete overhaul with transfers and new players brought in, new coaches, and a whole new identity as a program. It is just night and day um, around that program just from a, a culture standpoint, and, it, and it's a work in progress still. So the whole mindset as a fan base has said this is going to be a process. I don't think anyone would second-guess Brian Kelly going for the win there. And if you are, look, I mean, your only argument would be is your defense had played so well for much of the night that you think that maybe they can carry you to a win and you can, you know, get a stop and, you know, win it down the line and two-point conversions. But they had a play drawn up that they felt like would work, and they had always repped it as their two-point play. And, you know, why not go for the go for the win and it, feed off the home crowd, just get it done. And I don't think anybody would have faulted them for losing that game in that fashion. I mean, it, it was a game that you probably sensed that Alabama could probably pull out if you keep going back and forth with a short field. Um, and LSU had a chance to go for the jugular, and they nailed it. Can they keep it rolling against Arkansas? It's a tough place to play on Saturday. Tough place to play. Always tough on LSU to go up there. I mean, Vegas has them as a, I believe, uh, LSU a three-point favorite. Um, and through the years, that Alabama hangover affected Les Miles teams. I will say it did not affect that Ogeron teams. I don't think they lost in Fayetteville under him. Um, but Nobody else I, did I either. They're able to do it. <laughs> Back, yeah, yeah, I right. mean, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think – I think they're going to be able to take care of business. I, I, I think they – and one thing I've made a point of this morning was uh, on our on our message board, they've been building confidence. And I think Brian Kelly going for two uh, and the win was such a move that, you know, exuded trust in his players and that they've bought in. And I think he can get rewarded for that this weekend when they go up to Fayetteville by trusting them and also, you know, pushing them, but trusting them to be focused, not read the press clippings or rewatch the videos all week of the insane game um, and, and go up there and go do what they need to do, because then that puts them, you know, one win away from going to Atlanta uh, when they you know play the Aggies um, over Thanksgiving weekend. Billy, you college football is such such fun right now. I mean, who saw Liberty beating Arkansas? Oh man, I, I know Liberty was in the top twenty-five, but I mean that's just wild. <laughs> it's just not one of those things you usually see. I mean, I think it's credit to Hugh Freeze. I think it's great X and O's coach, and you know he's been building talent there, and and they've got you know good teams up there, um, and and they're actually replace you know had to replace their defense coordinator in the off season too. So um, yeah, Arkansas was a trendy pick preseason, and I was kind of riding the hogs to be much improved, but. Uh, you know, that was a tough cookie for them to eat. And look, they might be uh, able to really motivate uh, themselves uh, and, and kind of get off the mat and, and fight back with a tough, you know, uh, game against LSU. Hey, what are you working on right now for uh, for the two sites uh, on 3.com and covering both SMU and LSU? 
tons of recruiting. I mean, it is just popping. If you're an LSU fan, I mean, they're, they're at, they're in on so many, you know, four star, five star prospects down the stretch. Um, and we have, I probably have 15 stories over the next couple of days going up about uh, recruit reactions and full stories from official visitors and um, all the things, you know, related to how they're going to finish in the 2023 class. They really got some top targets that are elite players and they're battling the best of the best for them. So it's a, it's a great week to be on our site over there for recruiting and same for SMU. They, they turned around and on Sunday night had as good of a 2024 group of prospects for any school in the state of Texas on campus uh, for unofficial visit to kind of try to push to bring that class together. A lot of Dallas area four-star prospects, as well as a five-star prospect in Colin Simmons on campus, uh, you know, wanting to come by and check out the program after they beat Houston. Yeah, it's amazing what a win over a program like Houston can do uh, for your recruiting. And, you know, SMU's had their 2023 class pretty well locked down. They'll be active again in the transfer portal, but that 2024 class is starting to really heat up uh, for them. They've done a good job getting guys on campus, so I've got a ton of reactions coming from that. Um, and basketball season for both schools uh, is, is starting as well, so lots of coverage of that to come, too. Billy, as always, it's a pleasure. We appreciate your time today. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. You bet. Have a great day. That's Billy and Body from On3.com, 823 here at uh, ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. We'll talk some hoops coming up at the bottom of the hour with Pat Nunley, the uh, analyst for the Baylor broadcast. It's coming your way in just a couple of minutes. Right now, we want to tell you that we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business, where during Black Friday days, you could check out some great, great vehicles such as the Ram Truck. Save big during the Black Friday sale, uh, sales event with incredible deals on the 2022 Ram trucks designed to be durable, functional, and stylish. Shop today at uh, at, at uh, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, an award-winning dealership with award-winning products, award-winning service, and just a great group of folks doing business with you today and building relationships. That's what Ted Teague and his staff do over to Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They're at 201 West Loop 340, just down from High, Highway 84. You can check them out online today at alansamuelsdcj.com. That's alansamuelsdcj.com. It's Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Third and one. And off Pollard coming left. Only heard here. Foot in the ground. First down and more. 50. Good block from the tight end. All season. 10-5. Touchdown. Tony Pollard. Sunday afternoon. It's your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Live from Lambeau Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers. Sunday at 2 on ESPN Central Texas. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. 
It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way, so it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Hey, sports fans. Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room is the best place in Waco to watch all the sports action. Old Chicago offers a world of discovery with our scratch-made pizzas and tossed wings and our 110 local and legendary craft beers from down the street and around the world. Stop in to enjoy your game day and catch your favorite team and game on our TVs. Whether dine-in, curbside, or delivery, get game day ready at your neighborhood Old Chicago. Old Chicago, where pizza and beer are best friends. Visit Old Chicago Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. Hometown Construction and Design constructs custom-built homes from the design of the floor plan to the completed project. They have the resources to get the job done right the first time, and the job will be completed in a timely manner. And here's the best part. The professionals at Hometown Construction and Design provide frequent updates to their customers. If you're looking to build in a rural area or in the city, contact Hometown Construction and Design, 254-229-0006, and check them out on Facebook. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, 828, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we'll talk some basketball. But right now, we're going to learn about a new sport. I'm sure we are. (laughs) I'm going to surprise you. You are? Mm Mm-hmm. I got some knowledge for you oh you have knowledge i do have knowledge well on some things <laughs> lay it on us so you know sunday was the new york city marathon yeah and i thought this was really really cool okay so in the men's division a gentleman named evans i'm gonna slaughter his last name so please forgive me chabet c-h-e-b-e-t from Kenya one, uh-huh. and he ran 26.2 miles in two hours, eight minutes, and 41 seconds. Now. Tom can't even drive that. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> How fast is that an hour? What? I don't 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 make my brain start going that way because I don't know. But you know what? His pace per mile was four minutes and fifty five seconds. That's fast. Yeah. That is really fast. So, and in the women's division, Sharon Locati, I don't know how to say it. She ran it in two twenty three twenty three. She was also from Kenya, and this was their both of their first time to be in New York City Marathon. How about that? I thought that was cool. Get this. Yeah. You know the actor Ashton Kutcher? Uh-huh. He ran in the marathon. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. His his time was three minutes, well, three hours, 54 minutes, and one second. Tiki Barber, remember him? Yeah. From running the, backs? Yeah. From the Giants? Uh-huh. He also ran. Running backs? No, he was just a back. Oh, you said running backs. Here we go. Here we go. He was I mean, with I the Giants. I didn't know there was two of him. Doesn't he have a twin? Yes. <laughs> then there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> one played on defense. One, one played, played on, on offense. offense. <laughs> well, he ran in it, and he did it in five hours, 26 minutes, and 31 seconds. Have so. you ever run one? I have not done a 26. You I, done a half? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I want to do a 26 before I turn 60. You got, mm-hmm. what, two weeks? Oh, wow. wow. Whoa. Whoa. What? I thought. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm way younger than that. Oh, okay. Way younger? Yeah. Way younger. That's nice. Way. Way younger. Way younger. What's wrong with being 60? Nothing. Nothing. I just am not there yet. And my birthday is Monday, so. Hmm. There you go. There you go. But anyways, and each winner got $100,000. Wow. And there you go. The New York Marathon, everybody. So you've run a half marathon. Mm-hmm. I've run two marathons. You have not. <laughs> hey, hey, easy. Whoa, uh, Stephanie. When, easy. When did you run a marathon? 1983, 1984. Yes. I never know if you're telling me the truth. Then he smiles. See what I mean? I hope you're telling the truth. Have a good day. Go sell something. Okay. Bye. See you. 8.31. Uh, we're back to talk basketball in just a moment. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Friday night at the Farrell Center hosting Norfolk State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 7 p.m. tip-off Friday for Baylor Bear basketball. Follow the defending back-to-back Big 12 champion Baylor Bears all season long here on the home of Baylor Bear basketball. ESPN Central Texas. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. 
Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Game time, weekday 7 to 9, is your first word in local sports. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Baylor men open their basketball season with a 117-53 win over Mississippi Valley State. Adam Flagler led the way with 21 points. The Baylor women scored an 88-50 win over Lamar in their season opener last night. Asia Blackwell and Bella Fauntleroy were the top scoring Bears with 17 points each. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym tonight as MCC hosts Kilgore. The High Lassies tip off at 5.30 and the Highlanders game starts at 7.30. In the NBA last night, the Rockets outlasted Orlando 134-127. The Spurs lost to Denver 115-109 and the Mavericks beat Brooklyn 96-94. Frank Reich has become the second NFL head coach to be fired during the season. The Indianapolis Colts have named former Colt lineman Jeff Saturday as their interim skipper. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service and Good Feet. 835, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Good start uh, to the basketball season for both Baylor women and the Baylor men. Baylor women winning yesterday over Lamar, uh, 88-50. And the Baylor men uh, defeating Mississippi Valley State by a final of 117-53. On the call yesterday, Pat Nunley. And Pat joins us this morning. Pat, hey, man, first of all, thanks for your time. We appreciate you doing this. Always my pleasure, guys. It's it's nice to be in basketball season, right? Hey, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Pat, what, just – and I know – the competition is gonna is gonna crank up, in. But what was your big takeaway from yesterday? Tom, mine was twenty seven assists. I mean that that to me, uh, even though the competition is not what it's going to be, that to me was an indication that a group of four or five or six guards, each of whom can get big points any night, are willing to share the ball. And, and I know we keep going back to the national championship team, but that's what they did. I mean, it was – that team led the Big 12 in assists and had four guys that could and 
on a given night got 30 in a game. So those guys were prolific scorers. We've got the same thing this year. But what I wanted to see was their willingness to share the ball. And I think that one stat jumped off the page at me. They've got that attitude. They believe in one another. Jalen Bridges said after the game in the post-game, his post-game interview, um, we're a unit. Like, we are one unit. Del Bonner said, I'll do anything you want me to do. That's an attitude that I think is really going to carry them a long way. How healthy is this basketball team right now? Uh, Ward, I, I think they're, they're pretty healthy. I mean, you know, we were talking last night. We do an injury report before the game, and every injury report last year was a beatdown. I mean, it took us like eight minutes to figure out <laughs> who's healthy, who gets plugged in. And this year, you know, um, uh, Jordan Turner has a bit of a wrist problem. He's going to come back. He's fine. Um, Langston Love is not 100%, but it's primarily because of the big brace on his knee. He had tore his ACL a year ago. So when he gets that brace off, he'll be close to 100%. But, but I think really, other than, you know, the, the concern, ongoing concern about Cryer's foot, but he looked fine last night. Adam Flagler has sort of chronic knee issues and knee pain. But other than kind of no, normal bumps and bruises, I think they're, they're really healthy. And compared to a year ago, they're the picture of health. Visiting with uh, Pat Nunley here on the program, 838 on ESPN Central Texas. Pat, uh, Scott Drew played 11 players yesterday. Six of them are brand new. So is chemistry going to be one of the targets uh, for Scott and the staff early in in this non-conference schedule? I, I believe so, Tom. You know, defense is about principles and you learn defense. Offense is about chemistry particularly when you've got so many guys who can score, most of whom are in the backcourt. So, yeah, I think that's what they're working on. I think it's rotation, too, is, you know, it looks like just chaos over there. Guys coming in, coming out, coming in, coming out all game long. But there's a method to that madness. I mean, what the coaches are doing beginning yesterday, and they've, I mean, they've been doing it in practice, is figuring out uh, a group of five that plays well together. Um and so that over time they're figuring out who that top seven or eight is in the rotation. Now, Scott said last night, there's nothing uh, that keeps them or prevents them from playing 10 or 11. I, I don't see that really. I mean, you know, when you get in the conference play, you kind of know who your eight guys are, but having said that it's chemistry, it's rotation, it's who plays well together uh, they're going to play three guards all year. I think their games, they'll play four guards because we've got some pretty good rebounding guards and each of those guys I think can defend. So, you know, it was great to get out of the gate yesterday, but it, it, there's a lot of learning and there's a lot of work to be done between now and when it gets serious, which is by the way, about a week from now, you know, they go to that tournament in Las Vegas and uh, it's Baylor, it's Virginia, it's UCLA, it's Illinois. So it, it, this team is going to get stress tested pretty quick. When you look at this non-conference schedule leading into New Year's Eve, is it conducive of being able to do what you just said, find the the mixture that you need for this team heading into conference play? Yeah, I think it is. And and one thing Scott has done is, and he's always done this, is go play a tough pre-conference schedule. Now, you know, there's some teams on there, like last night on the schedule, that um, they're not going to have any trouble with. But – um, you know, last year when it became NCAA tournament selection time, 
one of the things that the committee looks at is is uh, strength of schedule, quadrant one wins, that kind of thing. And you've got to, you know, the, the Big 12 is going to allow them to have an incredibly high strength of schedule, but they need to augment that with some really high profile games that if they can win, really elevate that uh, come tournament time. You know, you've got Gonzaga, you've got the four teams I just talked about. Uh, you got Arkansas, you got Washington State, you've got Marquette up there. So this is a tough pre-conference schedule, and that's by design. Pat, uh, we've talked about, and we talked a little bit yesterday about Jonathan Chamwa Chachwa. Obviously, he's not ready, but he's working hard to to get back, and and hopefully he does when he is available. How does he fit in with this group, this this new group, if you will, with that that Scott has put together? Yeah, I, I think he would be. Um, Right now, anyway, the missing piece of the puzzle. I mean, you add Chachua to this group, and um, this really good team gets even better just because of all the things that he is. You know, he's got such an incredible motor, such a great attitude. He's skilled now. He makes free throws. And, you know, he's 6'8", and he's a freak athlete. Um, I, I really – I don't think they're counting on him. Uh, you know, the, the last thing they want to do is bring him back too soon. Mm-hmm. He's ahead of schedule. I do know that. But the guy that, that I think they've really got to accelerate is Josh Ojanwuna because he is a Chachua kind of guy, but he's 6'10", 230. He hasn't played a whole lot, but he can still affect the game. He can be a, a bit of a rim protector because he, he is – I don't know that he really has Chachua's motor yet – only because he doesn't really understand the game. And when you don't, you're a little bit hesitant, and that affects the motor. But his upside is is really, really high. So one thing they're going to try to do, and they're going to play him. They're going to play him a lot. He played a lot last night. But they're going to try to accelerate him so that by the time they get into conference, he's got a better understanding of the game, has a presence about him. Uh, he's a guy to watch. I really think he's the heir apparent, I think, to Chachua. Who has to be the leader, the floor general of this basketball team, or, or do we know yet? That's a great question, and I think it's Flagler. I, I said last night, uh, I think Flagler is the alpha. I really do. Uh, he's experienced. He is mature. He's calm. He's incredibly skilled. And all of those things um, – Again, when the competition gets really stiff, those are things that you, you just you don't find in just any player. And Flagler Scott, he was great last night. He had 21 points, four of six from the three-point line, had eight assists. Again, with the caveat that that team didn't, didn't really put much pressure on him. But I think he is the man. I think he is the guy. He is the rudder of the ship moving forward. When things get really rough, Flagler's going to be the guy, I think. Langston Love, talk a little bit about him. Nearly 21 minutes, uh, 13 points, and just good to see him on the floor. Yeah, eight rebounds, too. I mean, he is a big dude. He is 6'4", maybe a little bit more than that. He is, I'm not sure what they list him at, but he's probably 210, 205. And he is a big, rugged guy and and a, a guy that knows how to use his body. He likes to be in the lane. He likes to be in contact. And he uses that contact to his advantage. And, you know, if they're going to play three guards, sometimes four, you got to rebound from the guard spot because what you, what you gain with guard play, you lose a little bit on the glass. 
And he's a guy that can really get to the glass. He's, he wants to. He's good at it. So I, I really like him. I liked him a year ago. Didn't see him, but in preseason practices, uh, he was he was great, and he was a true freshman. That's another guy I think you can circle and say, keep an eye on him because I think when that brace comes off and they get into to stiffer competition, he's going to be a go-to guy. A little bit a little bit unsung, you know. He's not a high-profile guy, but man, is he productive. Pat, as we mentioned at the top, uh, six players made their debut in a Baylor uniform uh, yesterday. Did you learn something from any of those six that you didn't know about uh, their resume coming into uh, yesterday's opener? Yeah, another great question. Uh, To me, it was Keontae George. And we knew he can score, and he can score. He had 37 in a game against really good competition in Canada this summer. And so he is a volume shooter. He can really score. And in the back of my mind, I was just wondering, is he okay without the ball? Does he play without the ball? And does he defend? And last night, he, he did both of those things well. He had seven assists at halftime. And, you know, with uh, Akinjo gone, you got a guy who was born to be a point guard. That's Akinjo. I don't think I really have that this year. Flagler started at the point guard position. George played it a lot. And I was really impressed with him. He is unselfish. He'll defend. You know, he doesn't really have a defensive edge yet, but he'll get that. I was really impressed with him. I won't say I was surprised at how willing he was to, to um, share it and play off the ball, but uh, it was nice to see him actually do that. And I think with everybody else, it was about what we expected with Bridgers and Lo- uh, Bridges and Loner. Those guys brought, I think, what we can expect from them this year, and it was nice to see. Pat, thanks, man. We uh, we appreciate your time. It is exciting. I think this this is going to be a fun, fun basketball team to watch. It really is. And, and I, I would just say to everybody, th- this is a bit of a work in progress. I mean, they are really, really good. But everybody is really, really good. So I, I think they're going to be great. But they, they've got work to do, and Scott and the staff would be the first to tell you that. So it's going to be a journey, and it started last night, and it's fun. I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. Hey, we appreciate it. Pat, have a great day. Thanks so much. You too, guys. Talk Bye-bye. to you soon. That's Pat Nunley. Uh, and if you've never heard our radio broadcast of basketball, you're, you're in for a treat when you turn it on. John and Pat together, the chemistry and the information that you get Oh, it is such a uh, it's such a unbelievably good broadcast. And uh, you'll you, look when they're on television. Turn the sound down. Turn up John and Pat, and you're going to uh, you're going to love listening to that broadcast. Eight forty eight. That's and you got the opportunity uh, coming up Friday night right here when they play Norfolk State. All right, eight forty eight. Uh, we're back with more in just a moment. Recently on Game Time, we say good morning to Josh Neighbors. Uh, yeah, let's just say Georgia's 12-1, and, and Alabama's 12-1, and one, and Clemson's perfect, and Ohio State's perfect. Is TC getting in over Alabama or, or one-loss Georgia? They're setting the standard right now that they're saying, well, you know, because you've played some close games and we like the logos, there's a lot of football left to play. But there's definitely a world like see an the Power 5 team being kept out. Yeah, 100% I can see it. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. 
Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. A story of first downs and second chances. Meet former pro football player Michael Robinson. I wanted to keep playing, but my feet hurt. And all those big league experts couldn't help? You have access to anything, but none of it worked. Finally, he got fitted with Good Feet Arch Supports. Let me tell you something. They work. Now, he recommends Good Feet to anybody. If you move, go to the Good Feet store. Sign up for your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by Good Feet Waco, located at the Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kyocera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 852, this is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas, your uh, flagship station for Baylor Athletics. A couple of things that we... Uh, we didn't get to today, and I wanted to touch base on. And we'll begin with baseball. How about this? And I, first of all, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I did not know that this committee existed. It's the Baseball Hall of Fame Contemporary Baseball Era uh, Committee. Now, I knew of the Veterans Committee, and then, of course, Baseball Writers of America vote. I didn't know that there was a committee that uh, that's called the Contemporary Baseball Era. And look. Barry Bonds is going to be on this on this ballot. Albert Bell, Don Mattingly, Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy, Rafael Palmero, Roger Clemens. Uh, there, there's eight. And if you get 75% of this vote, you're going into the Hall of Fame. And you're not. You don't think with the contemporary? No. 
Oh, come on, Lord, help me out. Uh, should they all be in there? Yes. Okay, the vote's coming up December the 4th. It's a 16-member committee. And I thought maybe with the contemporary guys that they'd have a chance. Now, the, you know, and look, the veterans guy, the, the, we all know. Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling each missed out on the Hall of Fame in their 10th and final year on the Baseball Writers Association of America ballot this past year. And the Contemporary Baseball Era Players Committee is one of three groups that are part of the era committee process. Which, and I don't know, I, I know, again, I know of the Veterans Committee. I know, now, now I know of this, this committee. What's the other one? So there's four different groups voting for this Hall of Fame. Because you guess. have the Baseball Writers of America. You have, you have the Baseball Writers of America. You have this committee, and you have the Veterans Committee. And apparently there's a fourth. But I was hoping that, you know, look, again, I've kind of changed my mind. I, at first, I was like, heck, no, they don't belong. They, they cheated. Do. But they everybody cheated. They absolutely do belong. They absolutely do belong. There's no question. There's no question about it. Does, but until, does Rafael Palmero belong? Yes. I agree. I agree. Yeah. There's no doubt he's a Hall of Famer. But we got to get Pete Rose in first. I was going to say that just before you ask that question. One person needs to go in before all of them. Absolutely, he does. Charlie Hustle. And you say whatever you want to. Again, I, I've said it a million times. You can split his situation. If you want to say Pete Rose, the manager, doesn't well, belong, then he did fine. Well, look, he, he did not do anything as a manager to go into the Hall of Fame. It's all about his playing career anyway. Bingo. Pete Rose, the player, he wasn't that great a manager. No. He was too busy reading lines. <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. I mean, he just wasn't. It, you know, oh, it, we're plus three, are as we? As a player, though, <laughs> there was nobody better. Nope. Nope. Look, you can take all the highlights in the world you want, but just go back to the All-Star game where he's diving into home plate. And that's how he played the game every single time he went on the field. He is a Hall of Famer if there is a Hall of Fame. And it's a travesty that he's not in the Hall of Fame. Just the way it is. Now, you can be stubborn and hard-headed and go no, which they have. Which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Or you can do the right thing and put him in. So, anyway. All right, I was just looking at this. Uh, I thought I thought it was very interesting that this committee is uh, this committee has a ballot of uh, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, uh, Albert Bell, Don Mattingly, Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy, Rafael Palmeiro, and Kurt Schilling. Pretty good baseball players, right there. All right, uh, John Morris is up at three. Matt's at four. That is going to do it for us. We'll see you tomorrow at seven.